Hi, I'm Melody, and you're now listening to Mind of Melody, the outspoken podcast. Hello, I am back with another episode. Today I am going to be talking about the Twilight Saga, specifically the movies. Last week I had a craving to just sit down on my couch and relax and wind down and watch all of these movies. There's about five of them. Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and then Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. And I have read all of the books. When I was in high school I read all of them in less than three weeks. Um, they're amazing. I love this series. I actually told my friend Brittany I was starting to watch the series and she mentioned that Twilight is actually trending on social media platforms right now and I actually bought all of the movies, rented all of the movies um, through Amazon before I found out that they were all free on Netflix. Brittany thought it would be a good idea for me to record a podcast because Twilight has not been getting the best reviews and I can totally understand why. Now that I'm older, there's a lot within these movies that I didn't realize at a young age. (laughs) Um, So that's what I'm going to be talking about. Um, If someone's going to be talking crap on my favorite series, I mean, I might as well have an opinion too, right? (laughs) Yeah, I thought all the movies were great. I mean, the romantic relationship between Bella and Edward always nourished my dreamy Pisces rising. But now that I'm older, I did recognize a few, um, which would seem like toxic behaviors between the two. I never realized as a child that the dynamic between Edward and Bella is kind of like a predator-prey situation. The quote... So the lion fell in love with the lamb. Edward has a very strong attitude. I mean, he's a cancer, very emotional, very predatorial, and Bella is super submissive. Bella's a Virgo, so when you bring the zodiacs into it, cancer is a water sign, and Virgo is an earth sign, so that makes total sense as to why Bella doesn't really have a lot of emotion. Virgos like to keep their emotion kind of subjective um, and why Edward is always acting on his emotions is because he's a cancer so nothing wrong with both of these signs at all but Edward actually stalks Bella in one of the movies even though she was in a bad situation and needed to be rescued anyway but if you look at it from a spiritual viewpoint Bella and Edward are obviously twin flames they feel a soul tied together yin and yang yang However you say it, Bella being the divine feminine and Edward being the divine masculine. In the first movie, in biology class, they challenge each other with the stages of mitosis. Edward finds her challenging since he can't read her mind and his mind control powers don't work on her. In the new moon movie, there's a scene where Bella is wearing a moonstone ring. Moonstone has a lot of healing qualities, soothes emotional instability and stress, supports inner growth and strength, which is needed um, when Edward goes away for a few months. Also, in the twin flame dynamic, there is often a time of separation between the two because in the twin flame dynamic, when you meet the other half of your soul, sometimes that can be... Uh, very challenging, very frightening, a lot comes to light about your dark side, um, shadow issues, shadow work, um, that the other one kind of brings out of you. 
Edward and Bella have a time of separation. Bella experiences Dark Knight of the Soul. It's a little messed up that she friend zones Jacob super hard while Edward is away. And she basically uses Jacob to keep Edward's memory alive. But can we give Jacob props for having that sexy alpha male energy? Jacob is literally never afraid and always fighting for Bella. Always there when she calls him and when she needs him. Like... Come on, no shame. I love his energy. In Eclipse, they show Victoria creating an army of newborn vampires set to attack the Colons for killing her love, James. And then you see Jacob conspiring with the Colons about how they need to work together, the wolves and the vampires. For centuries, wolves have hunted vampires, but the Colons have been okay because they are not a threat to humans. They hunt animals. Jasper, he was a newborn, I guess, the most recent newborn, because all of the other ones have been vampires for a while. Jasper is Alice's mate. Um, Jasper teaches the other vampires how to fight against the newborn army, because when you're a newborn vampire, you have the strongest, most out-of-control emotions and powers. I think it's amazing how instinctively these vampires are wanting to protect their loved ones and seek revenge when they've been killed. Like how Victoria is going after the Collins because they killed her love, James, which James was actually after Bella, so it's a huge rivalry. In Breaking Dawn, Bella and Edward are set to be married. Bella is having nightmares and dreams. I love how the dreams are a big highlight too, because I truly believe dreams have meaning, and I love how they both take Bella's dreams so serious. She wakes up in the middle of the night. Edward is there to console her and comfort her. He's like, what was it? A dream? A nightmare? It's very beautiful. The wedding, they have their honeymoon. They do their thing and Bella is so lovestruck the next day and Edward points out her bruises on her body. She says it's okay. Um, it's really not okay and it's actually very nice of Edward to realize that his strength kind of overpowered her in the I mean in those natural instances like you're a vampire I mean he can't control well he can't control his taste and thirst for blood because his parents because his family has done it for centuries they're not allowed to eat humans I mean that's basically what Carlisle's thing is that's what their thing is they don't go after humans they go after animals so if Edward can control his thirst Barely. I mean, he even says at the beginning that he can't stand the scent of Bella. He craves her more than anything, which is also kind of romantic in a sense. But so anyway, he overpowers her in bed. She's still human. He's a vampire. Um, it's almost like primal at that point. His natural instincts kick in. Bella's under some sort of delusional sexual fantasy. She realizes she's pregnant, and Edward takes immediate measures to help her. He requests help from his housekeepers, who believe in old folk tales and legends about vampires, which I think is awesome. I love the history there, um, and I love that they believe in these old stories that are actually true in the movie. Um, I love history and legends and folklore. Anyway, they go back home immediately and Jacob is so mad. Bella could die from having this baby. There's literally a monster inside of her body. Her body can't support it. Um, it's sucking out all of her nutrients. I mean, ultimately, the thing wants blood. It's half vampire, like, let's be real. So basically, you have to feed this monster that's inside her stomach, right? Jacob actually comes up with the idea that you should feed the baby blood. 
Um, Edward is not supportive at all because Bella wants to keep the baby. He's ultimately mad at himself. Nobody thought this would ever happen in a million, hundreds of thousands of years. No way. Sam, which is the werewolf leader of the pack, and the other werewolves agree that if Bella dies under the influence of the vampires, so basically if Bella dies during childbirth or she becomes a vampire herself, that would be death living immortally, um, the treaty will be broken and there will be a war between the vampires and the werewolves. I think it's awesome that Jacob takes initiative. Jacob literally stands up to Sam in this movie. Oh my gosh. So Jacob actually turned down the alpha role. Jacob is actually from the bloodline of um, previous alphas, which runs in his family. He turned down the role, let Sam do it. So Jacob rises up to Sam and he's standing so big and so tall saying, I am the grandson of Ephraim Black and he was not made to follow anyone. So Jacob's like, I wasn't made to follow you or anyone. I'm this guy's grandson. Uh, the way he stands up, the hair on his back, his wolf back is raised, teeth are out. The CGI is amazing. I had chills. I have chills right now thinking about it. Oh my gosh, that's such a powerful scene. Sorry, I had to take a moment. So Bella has her baby, Jacob imprints on her, which I think is neat that werewolves get to imprint on someone and it's not their choice. It's like a natural soul tie, like a soul bond that you don't really choose. And throughout the whole movie, they all have these souls soul ties to their lovers. So the vampires like Alice and Jasper are soulmates, Rosalie and, um, Emmett are soulmates. Carlisle and Esme are soulmates. Bella and Edward, soulmates. Jacob and Renesme. I love that whole aspect of the soul ties and I totally believe in all that. So at the end of this movie, the last scene. So Bella gives birth to the baby um, and she actually does die for a minute. I'm honestly trying not to spoil the movie for those of you that have not seen it, but you should definitely watch all of them because I could tell a very detailed story. I could literally tell you every single detail of that movie right now, but you should definitely watch it for yourself. So Bella dies, Edward bites all over her body, injecting his venom. He actually injects his venom in her chest as well. Um, and we're basically waiting and waiting, waiting. Graphics for this two are amazing the way that the venom goes through her cells and her skin it's very detailed and very beautiful so Bella actually gets her wish of becoming a vampire and in the very last scene she opens her eyes and looks in the camera and her eyes are red she looks so beautiful you can literally see the dead hair turning into like color again you can see the color in her skin um, the bites from Edward are healing at a rapid pace. It's so amazing and so beautiful. In Breaking Dawn 2, Bella is a new vampire and finally gets to meet her daughter. Apparently having an immortal child is against the vampire law and the parents and children must be destroyed. So the whole movie is a scavenger hunt of convincing different vampires around the world to listen to their story about uh, Renesmee being born half human and half vampire. So they show vampires from Denali, Egypt, Ireland, the Amazon, Romania, 
and nomad vampires. I think it's absolutely amazing the cultural differences that are shown in this movie and how all of these different vampires have their own unique gifts too, such as um, lightning speed, mind reading, telepathy, a mental shield, relational identification, influence of the elements. I love how these different people can get together for the good of the cause and cohabitate with one another. They're all just together, uh, risking their lives for the good of Renesme and the Colons because that's the Colons have just been good people. Like Carlisle is a doctor. He's been a doctor since the early 1800s. Like he serves humanity all the time. So it's no wonder why they don't eat humans, but it's amazing how he has made all these connections with all different kinds of vampires all over the world and humans alike. Uh, they just have a really great, you know, record. And I think that's amazing. I love how it's just, it's just very powerful to me. So Alice comes in and shows Aro. Aro is the head of like, basically the elite of the vampires. The main guy, main vampire guy that has control. It's like the government for vampires basically is what they are. So Alice is, she can see the future. She has visions. She comes in and shows Aro what will happen if they wage a war uh, against the other vampires. The graphics and cinemography of this epic battle is amazing. And I'm not spoiling the ending. For the infamous question, whether or not I choose Edward or Jacob, well, I would probably pull a Bella. I would choose both because honestly, uh, if I could have both, Jacob would be my very best friend, but I would be romantically involved with Edward. That would be the ultimate dream. Like, I just love the way that they trust each other. They're always there for each other and they let Jacob kind of just hang out in their life and Edward supports Bella and knowing that that is her best friend. And I think that's amazing. No control there. I just love this series and I always will. I was talking about it today. I went in um, a dinner with my sister and I was talking about how I just watched the series all over again and how I don't think it will ever get old. <laughs> These movies are absolutely amazing. The graphics are incomparable to anything. Um, the connections, it has a lot of spiritual meaning and cultural symbolism and anyone talking trash about these movies should definitely find a different hobby because we all know that you're lying you enjoyed the movies so yeah that's my input on it on the whole twilight thing um i think it is amazing there are parts in there that could be viewed negatively of course but i mean there's way more positives than negatives if you look at the bigger picture stephanie meyer is amazing not to mention she had a dream about this whole twilight series before she made them into a book so that's also amazing definitely recommend and thank you everyone for listening and i hope you are all doing incredibly well and you have a amazing evening and uh, tune in to the next episode because it's going to be awesome.